Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You are listening to Claret and Blue, an Aston Villa podcast brought to you by Birmingham Live. Oh, yes, mate. I stayed up, so we are stayed up. Oh, God. Unbelievable, <laughs> mate. How the hell have we pulled Premier League survival from the jaws of desperation? <laughs> How's it happened? I've got no idea, mate. To think that we were here a week ago talking about, oh, that's it, we're, we're done. Man United battered us. We need seven or eight points. We're never going to do it. <laughs> we survived by the skin of our teeth. <laughs> One point, it, oh, I'll tell you what, it was never going to be easy, was it? it was what an Aston Villa way to do it. What a uh, so very, very Aston Villa way to do it, you know. Just keep I think talking, I'm, I'm going to tweet this out, let's get people in, what are people saying? Absolute scenes. No, it's fine, I was just going to say, um, when Jack really scored to put us in front, I'd finally kind of been brave enough to prepare something to tweet, <laughs> thinking we were going to stay up, and I was composing that tweet, as I did that, Ball loops over um, Pepe Reina. Off whose boots should it deflect? <laughs> just couldn't make it up, could you? It's just, oh, it's just crazy. It's just crazy. And you know, we've we've kicked him along the way, and we've moaned about the recruitment, and we've moaned about Jack, um, Dean Smith's tactics, and we've moaned yeah. about you know whether the players have had the character or the quality. And regardless of what's happened this afternoon and what will happen this evening and the celebrations that will follow, or the big sigh of relief that will follow. There still will be an inquest, because we expected Villa to do better, but by hook or by crook, they managed to get us over the line. You know, yeah. what, four games unbeaten, two wins and, and two, draw, two draws from the from the last four? Our best it's, form of the season, I think. Well, bring it on. You know, let's, let's like <laughs> I said, let's kick off tomorrow. Let's, um, actually, no, let's, let's make a few, let's recruit a few more <laughs> a few better players and kick off tomorrow. Oh, Sorry, it's nice to see Jack score as well, out of all the people to do it. It's a great goal. I mean, Keith probably could have done better, but it, it just had to be him, didn't it? Whatever happens, I think there's a... Obviously, I think uh, the Jack Grealish saga will drag on for a few more weeks or these days, whether he goes kind of irrelevant at, at this point and not one for us to discuss minutes after we've just <laughs> stayed in the Premier League. But nice to see him run off and celebrate and, and the, the, the pictures that will come off the back of it. Just elation. It's nice to see, isn't it? Yeah, magnificent. And um, I've just had a, a cheeky WhatsApp from one of our from our scouting writer called um, David Hughes, who's a yeah. scouter, but he's a lovely fella. He did a piece, a, a tactics piece at the ahead of the weekend, and he pulled that exactly. That, that's where West Ham are vulnerable if Jack really can cut in from from that side. And he just thought, so he just texted me, got a claiming credit for it. To be honest, um, <laughs> he can take it. I don't, I said before, I don't care it. how it happened. I don't care who scores, what permutations it needs to be. The fact that Watford were three 0 down after fifteen minutes or so was a nice little comfort blanket, and then Bournemouth and Everton just <laughs> kept even it going. That, the even the even Watford kind of even Arsenal racing into the lead. We couldn't just they couldn't the fights couldn't just give us that, could they? They've got to get Arsenal clawing it back. Oh Jesus. I feel like it's I've just played 90 minutes, let alone anything else. My heart rate, oh, it's just through the roof. Oh, I, I lost my, um, I lost the coverage on my telly after about 60 minutes. And I was like stomping around, going, wondering what the hell was going on, following it by Twitter. Um, <laughs> then realised I could watch it on my laptop. So that, that brought um, a little bit of, um, a little bit of normality. But yeah, I mean, it was, um, again, I suppose it was a, a pretty well executed game plan, wasn't it? Up until the deflection <laughs> yeah. over over Rainer because Villa were patient you know I'd love to have known what what Smith said at half time because it was still kind of so much in the balance then and it's always a difficult mentality when you tell people a draw will be enough yeah um, but yeah it's, it's just always... we've, we've always we've not been great have we playing with our you know playing behind the ball we've always looked better when we've gone and tried to take it to teams in some way so I, I did feel that trying to hold on for the points knowing that a fluky goal like West Ham scored could have been enough to send you down. I would have liked, you know, in an ideal world, it would have been nice to attack that game and be 2-0, 3-0 up and be comfortable. But, you know, in the end, it, 
hasn't mattered, has it? We, we've we've come through. <laughs> I'm still as good a... about it. Like I said, I feel a bit like in, in shock. I feel like I can't talk. Yeah, it's still a bit of shell shock, and like I say it would have been so Villa to concede that that deflected goal and not have the one up the other end. So at least, uh, <laughs> you know, at least that wasn't the, the, the kicking the balls that, that we all feared. Um, I thought it was. Um, I thought it was like I say, a very controlled performance, which when it's difficult to know when there's so many external influences and you've got to try and keep a measured performance. I thought I played it really well. I thought I thought we got got so lucky with that one from uh, Antonio when he's he screwed that past the post. You know, yeah. big big long ball forward. He's dissected our defence. You thought, oh hello hello Aston Villa's defence from pre lockdown. There you are again. Um, but yeah, I thought. Look, look, quite in control. You know, Declan kind of restricted those. That's my son creeping, creeping across. How dare you try and get in your own room? <laughs> He's celebrating by going straight back on his PlayStation. He won't, uh, won't surprise you to know. Um, don't lock, don't shut the door properly because the handle's broke. <laughs> Welcome to Facebook Live, everybody. Um, seeing as we're seeing as we're having a bit of a downtime, can you just kind of swizzle yourself so your face in the window more because you're very dark on your face? Can you get a bit more window light? Make yourself face it? to try a little bit more. Is that yeah, all more like that? Yeah, now the other way. Like that. There we go. Much like better. That. I can see your face now. All right. um, Sorry about that. No, it's, um, it's the, the beauty of Facebook Live. There's a lot of comments coming in. Obviously, we always ask for questions and stuff, but it's a lot of just people very happy. A big, a, a big sigh of relief across the Midlands and and. And from well, fans everywhere, a, a, a sizable <laughs> chunk of the Midlands. I wouldn't say. Uh, I should say there's some pockets of the Midlands where we've Aston Villa ruined people's days, weeks, summers, <laughs> Christmases, lives by staying up today. Then um, we ruin our lives as well. So that again, well, yeah, we make a change for Aston Villa to ruin somebody else's lives. Um, so yeah, I've got. I'm drinking. Um, I've just snuck. I want to be on brand, but I've just snuck my point, my <laughs> my, uh, my punk IPA in the top of there, just so it looks like I've been professional. I feel like we need a bigger uh, champagne bottle coming in, spraying in everywhere. Yeah, and I think we're going to signed off on X's, mate. To be honest, yeah, get some tea bags and get do yourself a couple. We can sign that off. Oh, it's so, just it's just a nice. Uh, to quote Jody Lescott, I can feel a weight off my shoulders <laughs> at last. I, I feel I feel relieved. Like I, I feel. Like that tension has gone now. Like I, like we said pre, uh, pre-game, there's a couple of weeks now where we don't have the stress of a Villa game, and we won't have that period of a relegation battle for a few months at least. Even if we have a bad season next season, we've still got to wait to the back end of it before it gets nervous and tense again. We can kind of all relax now and enjoy the ride and hopefully build something with Villa. Now that's that's the plan. Well, yeah. Well, you know, in, in six weeks' time, we, we'll be level on points with Liverpool. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's a fresh start. We said we're going to get stuck into the inquest in greater depth over the next couple of days. It's not yeah. necessarily an inquest now, but it's a debrief of, of the, the good and yeah, bad. There's still questions you can ask and, and things you can look at, but it's not a what went wrong and how a Villa found themselves back in the championship. It's now how do we plan to not have this situation happen again? Yeah, I think it's still a what went wrong and how do Villa how do Villa build on it. But I, I think the, the important thing is that they've got that they've got that platform now got another kind of 150 million quid guaranteed coming in from the Premier League. Um, like we said pre-match, the players are a little bit more battle-weary. Um, yeah. You know, a bit, bit more streetwise and savvy about the Premier League, what the Premier League's all about. Um, you know, like you said, there'll be there'll be ample opportunities to, 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 to talk about whether that's the end of Jack Grealish, whether Jack Grealish is still going to kind of try and seek pastures new at, the, at a... The higher end of the Premier League table, shall we say? I'd like to think, and I hope I don't get a, get a kind of rude awakening, but I'd like to think that that's the likes of Tyrone Mings and John McGinn, and fingers crossed, the kind of new and improved and revived Douglas Louise. I'd hope Premier League survival is those guys tied down anyway. Yeah. Um, I still think there's half a dozen improvements to be made around that squad. You know, Villa have got to use a chunk of that money to to get a recognised centre forward. Um, I'm just laughing at your Marley and me yeah. reference, yeah. Marley lives to fight another day. Yeah, the the old dog. That's the life <laughs> the, the old dog. Uh, I've used that point already once this this uh, running, but let's just have a look. Seeing as we've done it on every Facebook Live that we've done so far, should we have a look at the, the uh, Premier League table? Yeah, let's have a look. Let's have a look One at last that. Yeah. Oh. oh, that's brilliant. You know, there the good is. thing about that dotted line, you can actually get some scissors and cut that off now. <laughs> they can be actually, gone. That's a good point. We don't need to see them, do we? You can, can wave goodbye. Go. Look at that. The that's Premier better. League. The Premier League. 
So we've got games with West Bromwich Albion to look forward to, Leeds United, um, one of the other Premier League uh, Championship clubs that hasn't yet come up yet. So Premier League looks nice, well, I think. Leeds and Albion are better additions than Watford and Bournemouth, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, it still looked nice in alphabetical order for me, if you ask, if you're asking yeah, me that. Let's but, get um... it reset. Let's get it back. Is it second? Do we go second now? Now we go I top, so. don't we? AFC <laughs> Bournemouth have gone. Back to the Go, top of the league at the start of the season. Yes. Behind Arsenal, mate, our friends Arsenal. You've got to got to remember oh, that. Yeah. We we're only in second place. AFC oh, mean yeah. that we were at least challenging for the top two name. Oh, um, I thought Bournemouth were going to be the kind of party poopers again, having beaten us twice somehow this season. Um, I mean, that must be a gutting situation for them to win on the last day against the odds a little bit against Everton and still not be enough to stay up, but... Yeah, there, there must be kind of five and a half thousand, six thousand Bournemouth fans or whatever they get each week. There must be <laughs> crying into their cherry bee at the moment. So. Bit, bit of sass there from you. Um, yeah, you can give yeah, it big, can't you? Know, you can give it big for a couple of months. We go before you that, kind of crawl we, back we, under our rock again. Yeah, we gave them six points. If it wasn't for that, we would have been safe weeks ago. So exactly, be grateful, Bournemouth. There's, there's a couple of comments coming in. I've, I've, they're, they're coming in very fast. So I've scrolled past them, or it's scrolled past for me, saying, "Oh, you've you've stayed up." Here we go. Here's one. Goal line technology save Villa. Oh, boohoo! One one poor decision, as if it, that's the only thing. Who cares, man? These things happen in football, don't they? Yes, if that was the other way around, we'd be fuming. But we've been on the receiving ends of bad decisions. They are decisions against Palace, just to name one. The Arsenal game away. Any Villa fan will know that we've had our fair share of bad decisions, bad refereeing decisions, not just this season, but over the years as supporting the club. Things go our way for a change. It swings and roundabouts, isn't it? Sometimes things go your way, sometimes they go against you. What's kept Villa up is that we've managed to be, get eight points from 12 in the last four. That's what's done yeah, it. Not, not Pete, a rogue point against Sheffield United. And Peter Man Rob, to probably make better life choices than just coming on to... Why would you, if knocking Villa is your thing come onto this particular platform at this particular moment. There's been pl- plenty of scope all season long where you can come in and kind of, you know, troll us with anti-Villa stuff. You're probably going to be, I mean, forgive me if I'm wrong, I've probably got to encourage loads of hate in the comments now, <laughs> but you're probably going to be in the minority if you start giving Villa stick now. Oh, to be fair, he, might, he might be a Villa fan going, oh, we've got lucky with Sheffield United. But yeah, fair enough. But like I said, these decisions go for and against you. We've, we've managed to do our own business for once and actually get some points on the board by playing half-decent football for four games. That's what's kept us up. Unbeaten in four. Although, I don't know if this guy's got the memo. Have fun in the championship. And thanks for Grealish. I mean, if you're not a Villa fan, why are you here? <laughs> well, chronic maths debate has got to be a bot. It's <laughs> a great what name is... when you say it out loud. <laughs> what is the Chani- championship with a C? It's like Jackie, Jackie Chan kind of kung fu training school. Anyway, <laughs> not for me biting back at the yeah, <laughs> the trolls. Uh, this is a good point. I, I don't know why we're going into this, but yeah, there's a lot of opposition fans in the comments for some reason. So enjoy it. I, I enjoy it while you're here, I guess. Thanks, thanks for tuning in. Um, so yeah. Another season in the Premier League to look forward to, unexpectedly. Yeah, just um, it wasn't a negative. I don't think it wasn't. It wasn't too much of a negative um, outlook to be looking at that the league table after Man United and going, "Oh, Villa are going down." It wasn't kind of doom and gloom to suggest that that was a very real possibility. Seven. Don't try and dig us out now. After we've after we lost the faith. No, 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 no. I'm saying, yeah, that's what I mean. I'm saying that wasn't an overreaction to lose the faith in. I think most people were resigned to the fact that we go down or staying up is the shock. That wasn't. You know, if you called Villa to be relegated a month ago, you were well within your rights to think that. Not even a month, a couple of weeks. So the fact that we've been able to pull it out is unbelievable. Do we think this now kind of puts to bed the, the Dean Smith out talk? You know, he's the man, who's, so. the man who has, you know, and I'm sure he'd be the first to admit when he, he goes into his own debrief that these things he could have done better. But yeah. he's the man who has managed to deliver Premier League survival and that £150 million pot of cash and that pride that Aston Villa fans feel that the team is rightly still in the top flight. You know, I think... You know, we were saying what we were saying kind of previously, Phil had gone down, he's the perfect man for the championship. Is he now not the perfect man for the for the, the Premier League? Mm. A battle hard and Dean Smith who will learn and who will possibly have a greater say in recruitment yep. next time. Um, okay. I think uh I think D- Dean Smith has delivered two big things for Villa now and people say, Oh, he's saying it's a Villa fan, but 
he's delivered promotion and he's delivered a, a season, albeit a roller coaster, uh, more more twist than spaghetti junction um, season of of um, what's the word? What's it? They went consolidation. Consolidation. Nice. And a cup final. Cup yeah. final. On paper, he's been promoted against the odds. He's kept us in the league against the odds, certainly at one point in the season, and got to a cup final against the odds. And that's with having a squad that we've, you know, a lot of us have said that isn't good enough, really. We've got 13 or 14 decent players, two or three, you know, good Premier League quality players. And then after that, you're struggling for depth. So, really, as much as our position fans will look at it and go, oh, you spent 140 million, yeah, you should be staying up. On average of eight or nine million, uh, eight or nine million pound per player, isn't isn't a lot of money, is it? So I would say that Dean Smith has done a, done a great job to, to get us out of it. And yes, like you said, he's made some poor decisions along the way. There'll be there'll be things you could look at in game where we've made the wrong subs or whatever it is. But at the end of the day, he's the guy that's kept us in the Premier League. So yes, you might you might be able to make a case that he isn't cut out to be a Premier League manager in the long run to be uh, you know to get mid table or Europe or whatever it is as far as you want to go up. But in the here and now, Dean Smith with his his players and this season of, of learning what it takes to be a Premier League manager, I think it'd be a crazy decision to sack him now. I don't think it'll even I don't think it's even on the agenda no. anyway. You know, if they wanted rid of Dean Smith, they'd have got rid of Dean Smith with six games to go when we're all probably after that Wolves game when we're all getting super edgy about things and I think the story broke that they were going to give him till the end of the season and he was the man and stuff like that. So Having shown him that faith and having had that faith repaid, it's now... I mean, the turnaround time is frightening, really, in terms of getting Villa back up and running and making Villa even more Premier League ready and even more Premier League competitive. We're talking six... We're talking about six weeks, I think. Yeah, Um, a lot of work to be done. There's so much... There's so much potential business to be done because... It's, just, it's the centre-forward for me, and it's it's still the wide attacking areas. And I, I think, um, you know, obviously Trezeguet's stepped up in terms of goals in recent weeks. Um, I still think Villa need to be better than Ali Samata and Keenan Davis in centre-forward areas. Yeah. Will a, will a fit, will, you know, a fit and fire in Wesley? Is he, is he Premier League class properly? We'll, you know, we'll certainly get more of a chance to see him, I think. Um, but... In the wide areas, uh, I think Trezeguet and, and El Ghazi. Um, I think I think both of them are, are decent options from the bench, but I'm not yeah. sure they should be starting in the Villa Premier League eleven. Um, you know, the left back area. I'm probably being harsh on on Matt Target. I'm probably going doom and gloom when people just want to celebrate. But <laughs> I thought Matt Target at times, you know, considering he's one of the few who has got Premier League experience, probably want a little bit more. You know, yeah. And Neil Taylor's not the kind of not the man to challenge him for, for a bit more. So, you know, there's there's three or four positions off the bat, really. Goalkeeper. What happens with goalkeeper? We've we've got three or four on the books. What happens with that? Well, Tom Heath is your man, isn't he? I suppose, but you've got to get him fit. Forgot forgot about him. You've got to get him fit first. So, like I said before, before we we started, it was twelve or thirteen signings last summer. I think it's still going to be half a dozen. Um, it depends who you let go. Oh yeah, because the obvious well, one is Jack for a start, so that's one position less. But if, like we were saying earlier, you hope McGinn stays, you hope Louise stays, Mings. If any of those three do bring in a, know, a sixty million bid for Man City or something stupid, then yeah, they'll need replacement as well. Anyway, we can worry about that. We can worry about that another day. How did you um? How did you experience today's game, Dan? Did you have the three screens on in the end or not? Well. We had uh, Villa on, on TV, obviously. I had my works laptop with me with TweetDeck, so automatic tweets just keep coming in from all the clubs that I follow and BBC Sport, Premier League, whatever. And we also had with Arsenal. But when that went 3-0, we were like, oh, that's done now. <laughs> Put Bournemouth on, so it was kind of one eye on uh, Bournemouth, one eye on Villa and one eye on, on my, my laptop as well, keeping up with what, with what Twitter was saying, which... A weird experience. I feel like I got a headache from being kind of so stressed out and watching so many things at once. But it's draining, isn't it? It's exhausting. This relegation scrap thing. I um I cut off communications with most people 
during yeah, the game. I, was, to be I noticed no, I no text from you this week. I didn't want to kind of jinx it. I didn't want to get embroiled in any kind of um, you know premature celebrations. Um, I did a couple of tweets that I deleted. <laughs> <laughs> when Watford first conceded, I tweet. I quote tweeted it with like an always emoji or whatever it was, and I was like. Oh. It's only one nil. Things could still change, and I did a tweet at halftime saying, "If we have, if we can learn one thing from the madness of the championship on Wednesday, it's that Nottingham Forest were sixth on Boxing Day up until the ninety second minute on Wednesday. They were sixth. They were in the top six the whole time and dropped out. So things can can change massively in football. So I didn't want to be too cocky and, and arrogant and get anything out there. I said I lined up a tweet um, pre pre game. Um, <laughs> shall, shall I play the video? That I've queued up. Go on then. Oh, my fancy system. I, so I'd, there's this clip back in December. I don't really know why we were so rude, really, because Jack Grealish knew all along we'd be fine. And keep Villa up. I mean, that's Villa up. That will happen. It's unthinkable Villa going down for you. Yeah, no, that won't happen. Uh, I love that little pause at the end. Just a little <laughs> smug smile on his face. Jack, Jack knew in December we'd be fine. I don't know what we, what we were worried about. Yeah, he knew. He knew that in the last seven or eight minutes of the season, he was going to score a goal at, at one end to send, to send us all into uh, exactly. into raptures, and then thirty-five seconds later, he was going to deflect one over a flailing Pepe Reina. But it wouldn't matter. It wouldn't he matter. He knew. I don't know what we were worried about. He knew. It's mad, isn't it? It is mad. Uh, it doesn't feel quite real yet. How did um? How did your experience of the game go in terms of watching it? Did it feel like it dragged on? Did it go quickly? Because I saw a lot of people saying, oh, this is so much worse than the, the playoff final last year in terms of nerves. How, how did you feel about that? Yeah, I think it's different to the playoff final because there's a playoff yeah. final. You can actually, you're there, you can chant, you can rant, you can you can do all that. Whereas, I don't know, I think I think my, my wife and my, si- and my sister, my wife and my daughter were watching the, um, the Durrell. Is it the Durrells? Or something like that, some some rubbishy um, rubbishy program in the other room. So every time I screamed too loud, they kind of came in and told me to shut up. So uh, just me and my son just kind of silencing each other, just so we didn't jinx it. Basically, and, uh, yeah. I'm trying to shed a little bit of my puppy fat at the moment and, and lose some of the weight I've put on in, in lockdown. So I was just having to eat kind of low fat popcorn rather than reaching for um, chocolate oh. or crisps. So. Boring. We got through it. We got through it. <laughs> well, my dad celebrated quite um, big, uh, yeah, quite quite a big celebration when Jack scored. And he was like, "Oh, that's it. We've done it now." And I was like, "Steady, on, like, <laughs> whoa, Dad." The stuff seven the minutes. The stuff seven minutes left yet. Anything can happen. And then literally within sixty seconds, we're back to one on. It's like, oh, okay. Here we go. Um, obviously, we knew the whole the whole way through, didn't we? A point would be enough, regardless of Bournemouth. But it's such a horrible position to be in. You know, when you when you just say that before the game, oh, a point's enough, that's fine. But when you're nil-nil for 80 minutes or whatever and know that a, a horrible decision or a, a fluky West Ham goal literally sends you down there and then it's a, it's a really nasty position to be in. So it is just, it is relief. Yeah, I think uh, it seemed to me, perhaps I'm, I've got my kind of Villa spectacles and Villa headphones on, but it seemed to me like the commentators wanted us to do it today. It Glenn of... Hoddle didn't really annoy me. Um <sighs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's just me, but it seemed like him and Darren Fletcher were kind of I don't know, rooting for us a little bit. Now, so I kind of Sky, felt that... go, on. go on, sorry. I was going to say Sky put the graphics. You know, this is how many times Villa has thrown away leads. This is how many times Villa has conceded. Maybe it's just the BT graphics department is not as not as quick on it. But I felt like like BT weren't kind of paving the way for a drastic disappointment, quite the way that Sky tended. See, I kind of felt like that. I think mainly on Sky. Or anyway, really, a lot of the pundits have kind of just, I just know, just still drinking that beer can out of the mug. Sorry, commitment. Um, <laughs> they kind of always just gone. They've always, it's almost like they've disregarded that Villa were even in the relegation battle. It's almost like, oh, well, Watford have done this and for Bournemouth, that means this. And it's like, well, hang on, Villa are still well in this up until the yeah. final day. It's like yeah. everyone almost assumed that Villa would be okay for some reason because West Ham had nothing to play for. And, I don't know, it was weird. It was almost like, yeah, I agree that there wasn't much talk about, oh, Villa have done this, Villa have done that. Almost yeah. like they knew we'd be fine for some reason. It, um, it was a strange stance for them to take, Billy. What was it? We've been in the relegation zone until since February, until yeah, yeah. Tuesday night. Yeah. So we've been favourites, one of the, well, yeah, one of the, the favourites to go down for months. And when, when lockdown um, lifted, I guess, and football came back and you're still 
not you know playing better, conceding less goals, ultimately not you know still not picking up any points. We're all gearing up for well, you know, kind of setting yourself up for disappointment, right? We're all kind of going, oh well, this is probably going to be the year we go down to get ready for it. So when it does happen, you're less disappointed. So because I kind of got into that mindset of accepting relegation, now that we're going to be in the Premier League again next year, so I I can't quite get my head around it because I, I was getting ready for oh well. I guess we'll just have to try and push for top six next year and we're going to lose these players and we're going to have to play with Coventry and Birmingham. And now yeah, well, they... that. To me, <laughs> I think that... Listen, we could still be in another relegation battle next season and chances yeah. are we, we might be. But for me, because I'm a kind of old cynic and because <clears> I've kind of got a few miles on the clock of... of Villa kind of leading us on and letting us down. Relegation to me didn't mean or wouldn't have meant another one season in the championship. I think yeah. it would have meant another three or four or five or six or seven or eight. So it's such such a massive relief. Seven points adrift. Yeah. You know, we're not talking seven points adrift back in the the cold winters of winter months like November, December. We're talking seven seven points adrift. You know, a that's, week ago. That's the, that's the stats there. 33 to uh, 1 to 33 after the United game to go down. It's remarkable. I mean, if there's any any Villa fans who kind of put a fiver on that, then. Oh, well, I wish mad. I had. I you're wish mad. I had. Fair play to you in terms of loyalty and faith. You know, kind of. I just thought we were, I thought we were doomed. I thought we were doomed after Wolves and I thought we were doomed after United. Um, I was going to put you on the spot, Dan, by asking you if you had to pick your five players since lockdown, so since football returned. That, that have kind of got Villa over the line. Wow. You name your five. I'll, um, I, if I've got a pen, have I got a pen? I was going to write my five down on a piece of paper. Hang on. Phil, for right, a second. I've got to say mine and I've got a Let's see for the same. Let's see for the same. Go on, just fill a minute because okay. I need to write. Um, I'm going to, okay, well, what I'm going to do, don't, I'm going to get the squad. I'm out loud. I'm going to get the squad list up so I can just refresh my memory and I don't forget anyone. So let's get it on screen as well. So, what we're saying, Pepper Rain has played. Um, yeah, okay. So, five, five players that have kept Villa in the league, essentially, is what you're saying, since lockdown. Yeah, I'm losing my gun. Like question. I'm about to miss somebody out. Do you want me to wait to say we, until you've yeah, got this? Yeah, I'm just thinking, thinking of, num- of, of number five. Oh, Let's get some it. comments in then as well. That can help me out. I can uh, steal some people's opinions from my own if I forget anything. Let's have your five players of who have improved Villa since lockdown. Five players, yeah? Yeah, the five players who have rescued Villa since lockdown. I've, I've, I've rattled my five out on a piece of paper. I've probably <laughs> missed somebody glaring. Yeah, um, that's why I've got the squad list up, so I don't forget. All right, see so I'll say mine first. I'm going to just right, rattle okay. them off but without reasons, first of all. Okay, if, if you match them, I'll put a big tick next to them on mine. Go. Okay, so first of all, Douglas Louise, the easy answer. Go on. Um, Esri Concer. Go on. Trezeguet. Go on. Uh, who else have we got? Bear with me, everybody. Connor Harahan. Go on. And if I've not already said him, Pepe Reina. Ooh. I've gone... I've probably been a bit kind to the last man because he hasn't been the player who, that we know he can be. Hang on, can you see that? Yeah, oh, Grealish. Yeah, I was I was torn I on Grealish. A couple of games, really. And it's probably because I'm probably being massively sentimental because I fear that I might never see him play for Villa again. So <laughs> uh, I think that... Probably batter me if I leave him out. Um, yeah, I think that I was... I think Jack's done fine. Yeah, an average 6 out of 10, 7 out of 10 performance in most games. But because of my expectations of him were so high... I was expecting him to contribute three or four goals maybe in this 10-game run. And the fact that he's only scored one and that was today. And yes, it was an important one, obviously. But I expected him to really carry us over the line and be the talisman. Yeah. And I'm yes, probably he's, he's gone better. He's got better over time. But I'd, he would be my sixth choice, probably. <laughs> so I, was, I was struggling when I got to Pepe Reina, to be honest. So he'd, he'd, yeah, is there anybody glaring? That we've, so we've got the four. Who I think we agreed on Hurahan, so, Louise, Trezeguet and Concer. We've got Panzer, um, Louise, Trez, Rayner, and Gilbert. Ian says, but Gilbert's only played a couple. Been good, but only played a couple. Um, Dougie, Concer, Mings, Elmo, and Trez. 
impact that we, we've probably um you know he scored the goal at Newcastle didn't he to to get the point uh his deliveries have been good uh his defending's been decent so yeah perhaps perhaps Grealish perhaps that's just me being hyper sentimental about... there's a couple of there's a couple of Jack Grealish's in there there's a couple I think if you're going through those and kind of discussing who what you know why the reasons why I think Douglas Louise has looked an incredible player to compare to what we thought he was before. There's, we've mentioned this many, many times, but you're, there was either a camp of he's a very good player or he, he's okay, he's not he's not that good before lockdown this is. And now since then, everyone, you know, I'd say there's a, a good 95% and now going, yeah, he's a, clearly a very good player. And for 20 million, was it? 15 million or something we got him for? With a buyback clause with City, that's a, a, a good deal. That If he goes back for whatever, then we'll have, we'll have made a profit. He's looked a good player. Um, he was been that kind of talisman in the midfield that we look for. We thought, you know, McGinn coming back. That uh, not many people have mentioned McGinn there. I think we all, we all would have said if Villa are going to survive, McGinn will come back from injury, storm us to uh, to safety, and he'll be the guy. But Douglas Louise turned out to be that guy instead. Um, who else was in there? Concer played a lot of out position at right back, but looked looked decent. Moved back into centre back and also looked good. Um, who was the others? I've said Rainer just because it's nice to have a bit of stability in goal. We've kept clean sheet against Palace and Arsenal. Nothing spectacular really, but you know, solid, solid enough. And I've said when I was doing these little edits over the last couple of days, I looked back through some old episodes and there was an episode where I said, I'd never want Pepe Rainer to play for us again. After the Leicester incident, it's I think it was just after that game. And I was like, oh, he shouldn't he shouldn't play for us again after that mistake. That's ridiculous. But he's come he back and, again after today, to be honest. But um and he's contributed to Villa staying in the Premier League. Trezeguet, again, a player that I've personally said isn't isn't great. We've both said on here, you know, kind of a fifty fifty winger, sometimes good, sometimes awful. But again, scored important goals in the last in the last four games. So you've got you, um, there, haven't you? Have you heard the theory about Trezeguet? People saying that He'd be better off as a number ten and playing, playing closer to the centre forward and, and, and dipping in there. It doesn't, it doesn't massively excite me as Jack Grealish's potential replacement. No, no, I must admit. Um, I think he's a decent enough squad player to have around there for half an hour here and there. But I'd be looking at signing a new front three. To be honest, what about um, we've put him on this list and fair play to him because. I'd probably batter him. Well, not batter him, but don't don't bestow enough love up on him more than anybody else. Conor Harahan. I think he's made yeah. a difference. You know, I think he's been, you know, he, not just his set pieces that, that he's created several assists from, but I feel I feel he's looked livelier and more competitive. But yeah, is he is he a Premier League midfielder? Again, much like the Trezeguet scenario, I think he's good to have around the squad. I think he's a good good kind of character and a good personality to have in there. He's clearly a winner. He's come up the hard way, hasn't he? He's played in every division, I think, or scored in every division. Oh, yeah, played in every division. Um, I'd, I'd definitely have him around the squad, but I think he, he plays well in the current system of having McGinn uh, and Louise alongside him and Jack and Target is down like that left-hand side of the pitch. I think if you're missing Jack Grealish next season and possibly one or even both of the other two midfielders, I don't think Harahan is good enough to start in the Premier League every single week. The odd game here and there, fine, against certain opposition. But I think he's more so a squad player. And you, again, you'd be looking at somebody a little bit more robust, maybe. But then you lose his kind of creative abilities, don't you? And his set pieces. So he's a difficult one. Oh, hang on a minute. Who's this? All right. Where have you come from? Hello. Just uh, just did another broadcast here live with uh, my highly paying friends. Oh, we don't hear about that. See you later, mate. <laughs> 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 oh, That's brilliant. How are we? All good, thank you. Just raced back. Uh, I was definitely driving the speed limit for anyone watching. Um, to get <laughs> to get here, I'm absolutely buzzing. Uh, you know, wow, what a day. Can you believe it's a good, it? Good thing that um, Premier League football offers James Rushton enough opportunities to be on so many different <laughs> podcasts. I'd hate to see, see that your work dried up because we're really relegated. Oh, have yeah, yeah. Um, my stepmom said that to me when I was watching the game. She goes, "Ah, oh, it doesn't really matter if Villa get relegated." I was thinking, "Hang on, you know, it's, what, did I need any more Villa reporters every, everywhere? Did I, did I need to get my fa- I won't be able to get my face out as much if we get relegated. No one cares." <laughs> I'm liking the top, by the way. I'm liking the um, the Hummel. Oh, yeah. What we're we talking, ninety seven, ninety eight, something like that. 
87. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Come on, Matt. What's in that mug, Matt? Is it gin? Heads are fully gone at this stage. I sent this link to Ash as well, who's in the stadium, probably chatting to Dean Smith at this point. Uh, Probably having a beer with Dino. You could have got Dean on. (laughs) Oh, mate, I'd love to, but probably never going to happen. So Ash might pop up at some point. He has got the link. But yeah, James, can you believe it? After Man United, we were 1 to 33 to be relegated. Uh, with the bookies, and here we are looking forward to Leeds, Albion next season. Man I know United, you've probably, you've probably spoke about it, right? But that, that last goal that West Ham scored, like, I thought that was it. Like, that, that's just proper Villa, isn't it? That's peak Villa to yeah. get like relegated by a goal that they couldn't even, they could not do anything about. It was just like, <laughs> kind of like the, the Lord above just looked down and went, nah, not, not, not today, lads. Not Sorry. today. It was um, actually, James, before you joined us, we were having a quick conversation about the five players we think have made a difference. Oh, yes. Difference since lockdown. Dan got four of my five. The fifth one was a bit flaky from both of us. Um, what would your five be? Let me know and I'll show you my piece of paper to see whether it tallies. <laughs> is this going to turn into an anagram or anything? And get, get no, there's not going to be any rude anagrams in there. It's just uh, oh. see if we're on the same page. So I'm going to kind of go with the weirdest one first. I'm going to say Pepe Reina. Yes, mate. That was my fifth choice. He just about snuck in there. Um, then I'm going to go Trezor Guy. Yeah. Douglas Louise. Cool. Yeah. Ah. Eshi Conza. Yeah. And Freddie Gilbert. Ooh. Going to be going to be left field with his right field choice. Towards yeah. the end. <laughs> There's a couple of uh, couple of comments saying Gilbert actually he didn't make mine just because yes he's been good since he's played but he's only played a couple so I'm trying to see Matt Harahan no Harahan's a really good one and I f- yeah, I'm re- I've both. done him a disservice there I'm really sorry we both said uh, Harahan for the I didn't the say Grealish time. as well did I bloody hell yeah that, we're a bit debating. that's a good that's we a good sign though isn't Grealish. it we weren't sure about Grealish because uh, I think he's really kind of stepped up against Arsenal and. and Obviously, this afternoon he scored his goal. But you're right, it is a good sign. If Villa, if we could pick different... You know, between us, we've probably named about six or seven names there, which is more in keeping with the team game than if we'd have put Jack Grealish five times on that list like we would have done back in January. I, I think so, if this was pre-lockdown, or, or post-lockdown, sorry, but pre-football coming back, and we were saying, right, here, we need five players to step up here for Villa to stay up. Who are those five going to be? You'd have said Jack, Grealish, John McGinn, Tyro Mings as a three, straight off the bat. And the fact that neither they've all contributed to, to Villa staying up, obviously, but the fact that between the three of us and between a lot of the comments that came through, most of those names weren't even on the list, shows that we have been able to find a kind of second gear of players contributing that we didn't realise would happen. Douglas Suiz probably wouldn't have been on many people's list before. Trezeguet certainly wouldn't be on anyone's list, I don't think. So it's nice to have other people contributing for a change. What a, what what? a nice sign that a squad game has. A, you know, you can rely on the squad. I know, yeah. Well, yeah. It's, it's been like it for so it's long true. that we're used to two or three players doing all the work for us. So. Yeah, well, we might have to test that theory when the transfer market gets properly up and running. So let's be, uh, be grateful we've got players who have stepped up. Right, another one. What is this? Is this the quiz? <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just checking. Another one. Three turning points during the season. Wow. During well, the whole big, season? Yeah, the three biggest moments. Was there, how, you, did we play games got, before lockdown? I can't remember. We've got to know down to so. lockdown. My memory doesn't go back that far. All right, during lockdown then, the three biggest moments. Oh, now it's too short. <laughs> <laughs> Straight away, you've got to have the elephant in the room. The VAR decision with Sheffield United. Yeah, I've, seen, I've seen the banter accounts, you know, the betting accounts so go, going all in on it. Yeah, I don't care. You know, Honestly, I, nah, I don't care. You know, you weren't you weren't there. You weren't real ones. You weren't riding with us against when it happened against <laughs> Crystal Palace. You didn't see. You weren't there with the handball against Arsenal. You weren't there when Mings got done for the uh, the handball against Leicester. Yeah, you know, it's some roundabouts, isn't it? I've, we've already said it before you came on. You get you sometimes you get your look, sometimes you don't. It's one of those, isn't it? I yes, feel it worse about decision. it. It's terrible. That but... was against Bournemouth. It wasn't. We gave Bournemouth six points. We <laughs> yeah. are Bournemouth season. No offense to him. Entirely built on our mistakes. So yeah. you know that's their fault. Sorry. Um, two other turning points since lockdown. I think Trezeguet finding his shooting boots. So Pepe post. Pepe post. Oh yeah, of uh-huh. course. And what for attacking uh, Pearson? <laughs> I don't know, boy. Yeah. You must have battered someone. I, I, I led. You must have done something in the air. Uh, <laughs> like, 
This is live. <laughs> yeah, we don't get to cut these nonsense pieces out. Um, someone says VAR Arsenal Crystal Palace. Let's be a bit more specific. VAR <laughs> Arsenal. I suppose Crystal Palace. Oh, oh, Palace the the with, with Sacco was a big moment as well, wasn't it? Because that would have completely knocked the stuffing out of us if Palace had been given that goal. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was Palace a big one. Goal, that's right. Arsenal hitting the post. Yeah. Those are yeah. the three since. Yeah, they're the ones, I think. Yeah, no, I agree. I think uh, we got some guy saying Jack really should come to Tottenham and I'm like, give us at least two hours right before you stop. <laughs> yeah, can, we, can we stop the typical Birmingham male trying to sell Jack Grealish again, please? Can we yeah, we've got this geezer in the comments trying to like auction him off. <laughs> yeah, let's get him back to... He's in London at the moment. Let's get him back to Birmingham first. <laughs> um yeah, I think we're. I mean, I know you've joined late, James, but we've gone for forty minutes already. I don't know how much more we can go into. That's all right. A lot of people are starting to ask, like, who should we buy and who do you think will go? And we've said we're going to do a proper kind of sit down podcast for an hour or two. You know, it might be two parts, whatever, and, and go through the season as a whole and look ahead. That's it's not the time for that at the moment. It oh, needs a yeah. bit more research, a bit more planning to say this is what's happened and these are you know these are the positions we need to look at. Everything's just a blur at the moment. I've I for one can't quite believe that we've done it still. I don't think I'll, I'll get used to the fact that we're still going to be enjoying the Premier League next season or enjoying. I don't know whether I've enjoyed today or not, but we're still here. Um, do, you know how much of, um, do you know how much of a blur it is? Just after the final whistle, I went and moaned at one of our lads, one of the <laughs> one of the colleagues, and I said, change the score. You've put put West Ham 1, Villa 1. It was. Like it was. I, thought, I thought it was nil nil. <laughs> <laughs> My head scrambled. He's like, what are you going on about? I said, just leave me. Just As you were, just leave me. So, crazy... Crazy week, crazy day. Crazy um, season. Crazy season. Crazy season. There's no other way to, to analyse it, is there, at this stage? Shall we finish up soon about what's been, what's the best thing, what's been your best moment, each of you? We'll do that. We'll answer that of the season. And then the next question, what's the best thing about being in the Premier League? So, what was the first one, the best part about this season? The highlight of the season. I think you might have to go first, James. Well, I think, but like, so, a, like a game or a goal or something. A moment, it? a goal, a quote, a headbutt. Um, I will. Yeah. Uh, maybe I don't know the Al Ghazi goal against Everton in the before years, but that doesn't really matter now, does it? Like, like at that that stage of the season, because I've never heard Villa like genuinely never heard Villa Park so loud. It was so loud in that yeah, second goal. Like my ears, the sound was tearing out my ears in the in the top of the hole, and it was distorting. That was good, um, but I will say, uh, was it Conza or Mings's goal against Watford? Because that's when you knew the f- oh, the fight yeah. is actually there. And yeah, yeah. that was the one. Yeah, you've stolen my answer. I was going to share it. I was going to be cheeky and say the week of that Watford game because we had the Leicester semi final in the same week. Ooh. Leicester okay. Centre on a late minute winner with Trezeguet and then the Watford last minute Premier League winner. So just, and it was... I've, I've already tweeted it. Uh, I mean, probably shouldn't say things like this, but I really hope <laughs> Troy Deeney is out there crying this evening. <laughs> I just don't like Troy Deeney. I've never, never been a fan. I know he scores goals and he, he's, part of his job is to roll up Villa fans as the Blue Nose, but knowing that <laughs> he would have been upset that night as well and that hopefully he's somewhere in East London weeping tears now and going to play in the championship kind of gives me a bit of amusement so here's one for you would you sign Troy Deeney no Did, Matt we've got to be nah. looking at better strikers than before there oh, well, <laughs> well. the there's levels to this game I'm just putting it out there mischief mate the fact is he's probably scored more goals at Villa Park than our centre forwards in the last <laughs> the last few okay. years mate that's the uh... I'd have had Deeney this season but next season I feel like Maybe you got to step Come it up, on, haven't you? Come on, nah, you can't be signing someone like Troy Deeney for Villa. Well, he's got to be professional, man. You might not like it. You got to score goals for us. Okay, someone like Danny Ings or Callum Wilson, like someone just said. Yeah, Wilson and Ings over Troy Deeney any day, to be honest. Someone um, in that bottom kind of couplet of, of, of teams in that bottom six or so. That's the goal score you want to nick Troy Deeney in a Villa shirt. Nah, mate. Yeah, my highlight of the season will be when, was this afternoon when Jack Grealy stuck that goal in, um, <laughs> put us one nil up. I switched off after that anyway, so I presume we won one nil. Uh, um, so 
the, 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 the what I think James has now the one, the Watford one, because there's so much time wasting it. It was such a oh, yeah, horrible kind of cynical performance from them to go and win that last minute. All, was that all being pushed. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. You see, we, we had Pearson in both games against Watford. Yeah, we had not play Watford when they were good. It was the first game, wasn't it? I think against us at their place. Yeah. One of our worst games, um, but that, that's a turnaround. So the best thing about being in the Premier League yeah, is actually being able to like use your resources. Like you don't have to actually no scrap that. <laughs> the best thing about being in the Premier League is you don't have to develop that side hobby as being like an accountant and working out where the money's going or where what you're spending just in case FFP give you a slap around the mouth. Like you do need to work out points and permutations and goal difference and goal scored instead. Yeah, so but you know, well. like understanding the kind of profit and sustainability rules and how it applies and what's valid and what's not and book values. No thanks. Championship, you can keep that. It's a very um, company's house, mathematic <laughs> business school answer there, James. <laughs> what was yours, Dan? Uh, what, the best moment of being in the Premier League for next season? No, the best, yeah, the best thing about being in the Premier League. Um, part of it, I don't know if we had this... Um, debate before or not and this isn't my answer I'm still not quite sure whether the officials are better in the Premier League or not yet because they've been rubbish this year as well so I've always thought oh, being in the Premier League gets you better officials and less worse decisions but then you've got VAR as well so I think not being in the Championship is good for that sense because I think the officials are slightly better um, but my proper answer would be just not being involved in the tin pottery of the Championship <laughs> yeah. yeah I think that's, that's the thing about the Championship right that's the thing. Is like you could have three games where you you know you look good, and then just one of the results midweek when you're not rotate, you can't rotate yet. You know you haven't got the the key players fit enough to rotate. You're just gonna get hammered up like Wigan or something, and you, there's nothing there's nothing you can do about it. It's just part yeah, of like, the, the season. The championship is this exciting league, and there's the drama and the playoffs are exciting. What, and all is, the rest what of it. is this strange land to which you are <laughs> introducing? What is a what is a Huddersfield man? Ready, Stoke, QPR. I don't want to be playing these teams, man. I'd, uh, yes, Villa might be relegated. Villa might have a terrible season in the Premier League, but I'd rather be playing against the best players in the in the, in the world, the best teams in the world. Mm. I don't want to be playing typical Villa fans. Villa is a grandeur. I'll tell you what, do you want to know my best thing? You're, you're just so so Villa big time. You know, my, my best things about being the Premier League are. <laughs> Here we go. Got That's more chance of being champions of England and champions of, being, of Europe if you're in the Premier League than you have <laughs> if you're in the Championship. So bring it on. Well, you won't so be you're... saying that in 2027 if we go back to the Championship, win the FA Cup, then win the Europa League <laughs> and win the Champions League whilst being in the Championship. There, consider that. Well, let's come back to this in 2027. <laughs> <laughs> and let's see who's right. You know, you want to be in the best league, don't you? But to, yeah. to not, you know, the champ. Yeah, while I'm slagging off the championship, yeah, it is it is good fun, but it's a nice treat, isn't it? The championship to watch, or it's okay for one season if you get straight back up. But you don't want to be stuck down there for too long, do you? You look at Leeds, you don't want to be down there for twenty odd years. You want to be in the Premier League for as long as you can, playing the best sides, playing against the best players, proving the why you're supposed to be in the top top league of England. We're one of the founding members of the football league. We should be right up there in the oh, top. Not, half. not that again. <laughs> should we top off? Should we look into getting to Europe in the next few years? Not looking back over our shoulder and trips away to Luton Town. Come off it. I don't. Um, I don't want to get involved in the kind of my dad's bigger than your dad kind of argument about what 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 constitutes a big club. But by any metric, Aston Villa are one of the biggest twenty clubs in England. So yeah, yeah now's a chance to kind of prove it and to to prove that you know. There's better clubs at the moment. There's better teams. There's better squads. There's better better run football clubs than than Villa, but Villa are in the, are at the top table again. They've got a platform to prove it and kick on that we didn't think they were going to have as recently as seven ten days ago. So <laughs> let's just see. You know, Villa have kind of delivered us a massive bundle of joy last summer. They've delivered us a massive bundle of relief this summer. I'm a cynical old man, so I'm sure there's still a kick in the nuts somewhere to come from Aston Villa. Uh, but let's rejoice in having six weeks without having to see him. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Before let's we know, enjoy our weekends we'll be, again. We'll back to losing yeah. football games in the Premier League and having a tough season. That's probably the way it will go unless recruitment is very good. So let's just enjoy it while we can. Absolutely. Enjoy we the done? moment. I think so. Yeah, there's still comments coming through now saying things like, oh, lucky point against Sheffield United. Oh, I don't Man, care, Nick. I don't care, no mate. Luck. 
I don't no care. look at Nick having that night off, pal. Really I sorry. <laughs> Nick care. must have some other interesting life. Even if it's just if he wants to leave football aside today because Villa staying up has upset him, you know, <laughs> go on a woodwork website or something like that, or kind of picking grapes in southern Italy. Just have some other interest in your life rather than hating Villa. You're better than that, Nick. Sort yourself out. <laughs> we done. Oh, I'm just going to you do with the adrenaline and excitement. So I think before we say something stupid live on Facebook, maybe it's best if we uh, go enjoy the night in, in private. Not together. Steady on. So in terms of podcast, we'll be back with a kind of season debrief. I think we'll probably be trying to record it as soon as possible this week um, before transfer window hops up and we're talking about players coming and going. So we'll uh, sit down and record for an hour or two one day and, and get it all out. So if you've got any questions for us, then follow uh, them our way. Not now, but in the future. And we'll, uh, we'll see if we can cover everything. <clears throat> and then... Yeah, we'll be back with other bits and pieces. We've got a new kit to look forward to at some point. Uh, signings to come in, players to leave. And we'll be here to cover every step of the way as we are in the Premier League for the 2020-21 season. Who would have thought it? Can you put a Premier League patch on our branding? From now on. <laughs> yeah. Just on you know how you win the logo. Premier League and you have champ- the gold champions? It should be like, we stayed up by a point. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, gold-plated no. safe. That's going to be taken very seriously by a few people. Yeah. You'll be, <laughs> quote, you'll be quoted okay. on some uh, website, James, as a Aston Villa journalist. Says, yeah. Uh... It's happened a few times when yeah. I've been like just ran, like, rambling. So, source. should we call it a day then? Yep. Yeah. Call well done, boys. Call it a season. 26th of July, the day that Aston Villa stayed up in the Premier League against all the odds. Forget the home top buzz, though. Let's see if we can <laughs> stay up. You know, let's see, up, see if next season we can stay up before the 26th of July. It's going to be an aim, can't it? All got a Thank you for listening to Claret and Blue, an Aston Villa podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, then please let us know. We love hearing your feedback. We'll be back soon with another episode. Until then, up the villa. Up the villa.